Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Without further ado, Dad, why don't you uh, bring it, bring the house on down, and teach us? Uh, my, <clears throat> excuse me. My assignment today is to talk about the Bible. I, I, I worked on this thing all week long. It's such a broad topic. What do you do with it? Uh, I mean, there's so much that you could talk about. You could talk about this for weeks on end. But uh, we're going to see what the Lord will do. The Scripture says the preparations of the heart are of man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. And so, Father, that's what I expect. Lord, I've, I've worked over this. I've written down lots of Scripture. I've read lots of Scripture, Lord. Now I ask you to guide me and lead me and cause your word to be expounded in a way that, that touches hearts and that opens eyes and, and that changes lives. For Father, those are the only things that matter. A good sermon, good sermons are a dime a dozen, Lord. But the word of God is forever. And I thank you for it now in the name of our Lord Jesus. Um, by the way, uh, I'm happy to to say that tomorrow, being uh, Monday, we will be closing on our house. And we are very excited about it because our trips back and forth to Lindale are about to end, except to go visit Becky's daughter, who lives there. She and her family, they're precious. So. Uh, that that's that's a kind of an exciting thing for us uh, to to be able to move. I didn't expect to be moving again at my age, but I learned that we have to be flexible and and in all things ready to ready to follow his lead. So uh, I, I want you to open your hearts and your your minds today. Um, uh, what I'm going to tell you basically is foundational material, but 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 I found out a long time ago that no matter how much I think I know, if I th even though I think I know it, if I open my heart, I'll be able to find something that I can take with me that'll last. And it's just true. You can't, don't assume that you know everything. Uh, I, I tried that once and it didn't work. So we're going to talk about the Bible. And so, but... Well, let me just kind of go through my notes, uh, and we'll see where we go from there. The Bible basically contains 66 books, 39 Old Testament, 27 New Testament. Uh, that's a lot of books. The, a lot of people compare the Bible to other kinds of religious books, but, but there's nothing that compares to the Scriptures, the, the Holy Bible. It was, it was written for over 1,500 years by 40 different authors. 
it's, it's been compiled. It was not written except by the hand of God, by the Holy Spirit, working through men and women who listened and wrote down what they wanted to, what, what the, they felt like the Lord was saying to them. It's made in two sections, again, Old and New Testament, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. It's, it's, a, it's the most precious thing that you possess. I want you to understand that. I, I don't care how, how you live, how much money you have, what kind of diamonds, jewels, or even your family members. There's nothing more precious than the Bible. It's, it's the most precious thing in your life. And so many people just take it for granted. It's just a book. Oh, but it's so much more than just a book. This contains, we call it the Word of God. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Word of God because the Word of God is, well, just think about the the, the, just think about the thought that's behind the words, the word of God. You got to stop and think about who God is. And that he speaks to us. And he's given us away, of course, by the Holy Spirit. But there's, there's something more, so, so much more foundational and so much more simple that we cannot live without. Listen, there's a lot of people out there that don't know much about the Holy Spirit, but they are devout believers because of the Word of God. We have to understand that the Word of God, we call it the Bible, uh, it, it, it does things, it speaks to us. You couldn't be saved without the Word of God. You wouldn't know anything about salvation. You wouldn't know anything about God. You wouldn't know anything about church except that it's, one of those buildings where a lot of people go on a certain day of the week. But he, you wouldn't know anything about what it is. The Word of God changes everything. And it only changes it to the extent that you'll allow it to change you. But when, you, when, when the Word of God enters your life, something remarkable happens. When the Word of God, that's how you got saved. You heard this thing called the Word of God. You heard it. Somewhere, somehow, someone spoke it to you. You may have picked it up. You may have read it in a track. There's a thousand, probably more than a thousand different ways that you can learn of it. But there is no salvation without the Word of God. You've got to understand that the Word of God is not just a book. The Word of, this is called the Logos. The Logos. The Logos is a living word. The scriptures tell us in Hebrews chapter 4 that this word, this thing that you call the Bible, this thing that you carry around, you throw it around, you got it on your coffee table, this thing is alive. That's, that's hard to grasp. How, how, can you, how can your mind take hold of something? These pages with ink are alive. So it's not the pages that are alive. It's not the ink that's alive. It's the things that they reveal that's living. That's, it, it, it's, it's awesome when you begin to understand it. This thing is in, infallible. It, it can't fail. It is the Word of God. Now, there's many translations out there, and some translations are better than others. 
I, I found out over a long period of time, folks, that that every translation has some truth. No, no translation has it all. That's why you have to you have to study. You've got to learn. You've got to search, and you've got to pray. Please don't just read the Bible. Take the Bible, study it. The scripture doesn't say read to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. No, it says study. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to study. Yeah, this is, it's like going back to school. But why would you go back to school? Because you don't know everything. Hey, and if you, if, you, if you figure you already got it all figured out, we'll pray for you. You just need a little help there because this is a living thing. It will change you, and it, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still still seeing things that I've never seen before because it reveals. It's alive. It's not just a static book. It is alive. It is alive. Heavenly Father, we come right now and ask you to lead us and guide us in this, sir, and cause the life that's in your word to be deposited in our hearts today. I ask you that, that we learn something today that will take us into the future, Lord, that we, that we never have to look back and say, I wish I had known that because you are our teacher by the Spirit of God. You teach us, you instruct us, you guide us, you lead us. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for this living word. I thank you, Lord. So basically, if we were to try and summarize what this Bible is, it's a history book. It's a history book. You ever think of it that way? It's a history book. Well, it's so much more than that. Wait a minute, I didn't say that was all it was. I said, but it is a history book. And if you think about it, and it suddenly occurred to me as I was studying this, this is his story. His story. Now, this is not, this is not the book about God. This is a book about man dealing with God. This, this book reveals so, so many incredible things. Uh, it's a very foundational book. It, it, uh, it's, it, it deals with the infinite things of God in a finite way. This is the visible spectrum of an invisible God. You meet him here. And of course you do it through prayer. You, you don't just read it and let it... it when you read it, and you read it hungrily. If you read it to, to see him, you read it to touch him, uh, I promise you, you'll find him. Proverbs chapter 2 says that if you'll search for him, if you'll cry out for him, then he will teach you. You'll find the knowledge of God. Have, have you, you've heard me probably teach on Proverbs 2 many, many times, but I still think it's an outstanding, outstanding place to begin. If you're if you're a little bit unsure, turn to, turn with me to Proverbs. <coughs> Excuse me, Proverbs chapter two. I'll, I'll I'll run right through it. It's not hard. It's not complicated. 
Proverbs chapter 2 says, my son, see, it's a very personal thing. Say it's to me. It's to you. This is to you. This is not... This is not just a generic thing. It's to you. If you receive, I noticed when I was studying this that there are four ifs here. If you receive my word, if you cry out for discernment, if you seek her as silver, then you'll, uh, well, three, three, I can't count. Three ifs and then two, then a then and a when. If you'll do these things, if you don't do them, you won't find these things. That, that's kind of plain, isn't it? If you do it, you will. If you don't, you won't. But it's so simple. We get so complicated in so many things. If you receive my words, if you treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure, then, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord. I guess that's step one. Because if you have no fear of the Lord, none... Understand the fear of the Lord is just simply an awesome reverence that leads men to repentance. It's, it's, it's not scared. He doesn't want you afraid of him. He wants you to, how many fathers want their children to be afraid of them? And he is your father. And the, and the sooner you realize it, get a revelation of him as your father. Now, that doesn't mean that he's sloppy. Or that he's loose. You've got, to, you've got to understand. But this awesome reverence for who he is doesn't cause you to be afraid of him except in, the, in, the, in that extent where you say, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to fail you. I want to do it your way. I want to know your way. This is so important for you. I'm, I'm talking to people here. We're in the last days, folks. This is, this is not where we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or further. This is so awesomely important for you because we are in the last days. And it's more important for you to know about him and to know him than ever before. And his word reveals his dealings with mankind. Really, it's really cool when you begin to look into it and you begin to see it from this direction when you begin to get a revelation of who he is. You'll find the knowledge of God. Have you thought about that? The knowledge of God. What does that mean to you? That means not only do you know that he is, but you learn that he's so much more than just a being. He is all that you need. Everything comes from his word. Everything. He and his word are one, so you can't separate the two. He and his word are one. Uh, 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 are you following this? Is this? I don't want to oversimplify, but I also don't want to complicate things. Because this, this, thing, is, this thing is an awesome thing that we have. This is something you should, you should hunger for every day. Every day. How many of you eat every day? Why? Because you're hungry, because 
sometimes we eat, you know, out of other reasons because we're upset or, or to, you know, just make ourselves feel better. But we eat basically to survive. But I, I want you to understand something. If you want to survive, you have to eat this word, this bread as well. This is living bread. This is food. And the, 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 the sooner you understand this is food, this, this is sustenance for you. This will feed you. This will cause you to be different. Listen, if you don't eat, you'll be different. You, you certainly will. If you, and the, the wonderful thing is, is you can't overeat on this. You can eat your fill with this and still have room for more. Because I found out that the more I eat this living bread, the more living bread I desire. It's not just a book. It's not just, it's a history book. It's his story. It's his story of how he deals with mankind. It's his story about how creation, the first two chapters are interesting because they talk about creation and, and it talks about how he made everything. But did you understand? I want you to understand he made everything for you. He made it for man. He didn't make it just for his own entertainment. It's there for you and me. There's a lot of it we don't understand. We take for granted. I mean, how many of you prayed last night that the sun would come up this morning? You follow what I'm saying? We take it for granted. But the sun comes up not for him. It comes up for you. Think about it. This book is for you. It's about you. You are mankind. You are a part of this thing called mankind. And it's so important that the sooner you, you begin to identify with this, identify in this, see yourself in it, the sooner you'll begin to walk in a new way. Aren't you tired of the old way yet? I got tired of it. And when I discovered his way, man, everything changed. Everything changed. When I discovered his way, I said, that this is what I want. And that was over 45 years ago. I've been living this way. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to pretend that I've been perfect. Um, but I want you to understand something. This is so much better, and, and it changes everything. You, I am not who I was. I'm not yet who I will be, and that's even more exciting. I don't know what's waiting around the corner for us, but I know as good as it's been to get here, it's even better going forward. Please don't, don't get caught up in this world and this timeliness because you are a timeless individual. You are eternal. You're immortal. That doesn't seem to... I mean, how do we understand that living in this old natural body that sooner or later will die? But yeah, your body's going to die, but your clothes wear out too. What do you do when your clothes wear out? You get some new ones. Well, that's, this is no different. When this thing wears out, I get a new one. I hope it's good looking instead. <laughs> that would be a real pleasure. Find the knowledge of God. 
For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. Did you notice right there that you have a choice? You can walk uprightly or you can walk, what would the opposite of that be? Downrightly? <laughs> down wrongly? Uh, not uprightly. You have a choice, but there's such benefit, such benefit in walking and doing it his way. Learn his ways and then walk in them because that's where life is, folks. That's where life is. Chapter 1 and 2 are a synopsis of creation, of how he created everything. Chapter 3 through 10 is where it starts getting good. I mean, if 1 and 2 not good enough, chapters 3 through 10 is where God begins to deal with mankind. I'm giving you a basis of the Bible. That was my assignment today, the Bible. So I want to, I want to help you understand something about it. Uh, uh, we talked about the fact that it, it's 66 books, but every one of them are important. Some of them, they're not as fun as others. You know, I'd a lot rather read Psalms than Job. Amen. You, you know, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I can memorize one scripture from Esther, but I can, there's a lot. But, but you understand, it's all important. It's all mankind's story in dealing with God, or I should say, it's God's story dealing with man. His story. That's what, uh, his story. That's why I said it's his story book. His, this is, he wrote this so that we could understand. So chapters 3 through 10 deal with human life and the mysterious, the mystery of human life. And it deals with Human sexuality and marriage. Uh, yeah, I said sex, didn't I? In church. It deals with sin and sickness and man's antagonism toward other men. This is just in chapters 3 through 10. And we're just talking about Genesis. We're talking, I'm talking, we have a whole book here. We have, and it's all about man dealing with God and God dealing with man. And it's all about you. And yeah, there's some things in here that you may not identify with. I mean, you might not uh, identify with talking to a donkey. You know, there's some things here. But it says that nothing is impossible with God. My son-in-law, Russ, who lives in Tennessee now, tells the story about uh, he was going to SMU and, and he was... He was in downtown Houston trying to score some drugs. And he was already high himself, but he was, of course, when, you, when you, you're high and you, you might run out, you go looking for more. That's looking for a dealer who will sell to you. And he said he was walking down the street looking for a dealer, and he said a drunk came the other way, and he's staggering drunk. And he, he, and he walked by Russ, and about that time there was a, a, a light post there on the car on the street and it says he leaned against that light post and grabbed hold and he said he, he said son and he began to talk to Russ about who Russ is and who he's called to be and, and, and what God's what God wants to do in his life and then he went back to being drunk and staggered down the street so yeah he could talk to you through a donkey don't, don't, don't put any limits on him 
The scripture even tells us that, that we limit God. And, and that, that's a scary thought. That means that the things that he wants to do, you haven't let him yet. And he wants to do so much for us, but we've got to do it his way. That's what walking uprightly has to do with. When you read in Genesis, you read in the beginning, God created. That word created is the Hebrew bara. And it means, it's used two ways. It means he created out of nothing. Some things he created that never existed before. And other things he created out of existing material. He made man out of existing material and put a spirit within him that had never existed before except in him. We are spectacular. We're just common because there's so many of us and we're all alike in some regards. But uh, listen, in all of creation, you, <laughs> you are spectacular. You, you're beautiful. You're incredible. And the sooner that you begin to understand how God sees you, the, begin to, the, the, the sooner you'll begin to walk in some of the things that he has set aside for you. Because he has life, Zoe life. He has that set aside for you. So don't, don't ever back up. Press in. Paul said, I'm, I press forward to the upward call of Christ, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That, that, that's something that's, that goes beyond just reading the Bible. That means I'm seeking the one who created me to find out why he created me. What is my purpose here? And he's got a purpose for every one of you. Many of you, you, you look in the mirror and you, you see just common you. But quit looking with your eyes of your, of your natural body. and Start looking with eyes of God that is in you. You are a spirit. That's why you'll live forever. You are a spirit. Basics, foundational. But you have to understand these things to understand who God is and what he wants to do in you. You are a spirit. You're not common. You're not average. You're unique. I understand. I, I've been where many of you are walking. When you just see yourself as one of another. You hear me, Kelly? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, guys, you guys are incredible. Amen. You're made for holy purposes. Not, not, not carnal, not, not dark purposes, but purposes of light. Wow. He created you. Can, don't ever forget this. You're created in his image. And in his likeness, we find that out in Genesis chapter 3. In the beginnings of the Bible, the, Genesis lays out the whole thing. Because Genesis talks about so much more than just, well, in the beginning. It actually lays out so much about who we are and where we're going. There's so much, and, and it takes us, it, it's, it's, it's like a door into the scriptures Yes, you know, John's my favorite gospel, of course. And you can get saved with John where well, you might not be able to get saved in some of the other things because the Old Testament leads in and really invites the New Testament. 
is, is from the Old Testament. We learn something about the creator and his dealings with mankind. How he created the earth. The earth was not just created ra ha randomly, haphazardly. The earth was created for man, for you. He, why else did he create the earth? He doesn't live here. His place is much grander. He created the earth for man, for you. You don't, you're not common. When you read his story, you begin to learn something about who you are. That's just as important about learning about who he is. Because if you can't find out how you fit in him, how, you, how, how your life gels with his, well, what's your life about? Don't live just for yourself. So many of us just live for ourselves, and especially when we're young. I look back, I see Destiny back there. I, I remember when I was her age, I, I, all I wanted was what I wanted. This, I don't, Destiny's, I'm sure she's not that way because she's in church every Sunday. I was just in a Baptist church, and we'd go to church. And once, once the singing starts, they did everything the same way every Sunday. So as soon as the singing starts, all of us guys, people, young people sitting on the back row would run across the street to the Carnation ice cream store because well, we know when church is going to get out exactly and would run back across the street and slip back in before they said amen. Uh, so, so I know that, see, Destiny's not like I was because she's in church almost every Sunday. And I know that destiny thought only because mom makes me, but I know, I, I, I just know that that's not who she is. You mind, is it okay if I pick on you a little bit? Okay. <laughs> and and uh, I like to pick on people, but, but, but I never want to do it in an embarrassing or a mean way. I want to do it to point out things because um, Andrew and Caitlin will be here long after I'm not. No, when you when you get to this season, things become different. Now, hopefully, Jesus will return before that happens. But but understand this: it doesn't matter because I don't die. I just wear out this, these clothes and get some new ones. It, that's a whole new perspective. Don't ever fear death. Most most believers. They don't fear death. They fear the process. So I, I like what Brother Hagin used to teach us. He said, you know, pray to go through the gates of death, not the jaws, which makes sense, which makes sense. I, I, I'll never forget when Marilyn left. She was, some of you were there with me. She just went to sleep and didn't wake up. She was in no pain. Andrew, Caitlin, some of you there. That's not a bad way to go. Go to sleep, wake up in heaven. I, I kind of like that. Uh, then you get to chapters 12 and all the way through chapter 50 in Genesis and you learn about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph.
and how God dealt with these, these forefathers. Now, this is just the book of Genesis. I'm talking about the Bible. This is God's word. He wants us to understand why we're here, why he, why he created us, why he's placed us on earth, what he wants us to accomplish. And no, we don't all know all the details, but you can know what he wants you to do with your life, and that's not just to live for you, but that's to live for each other. That's to live for his purposes, to touch somebody's life with your life for him. Please understand that's so important because there's a day that you and I will answer for our lives. Not, uh, as believers, not answer for your sin, the stuff that you've, that's behind you. By the way, it's, it's so interesting when you begin to study scripture. Don't ever let the devil make you feel guilty of sin. Come on. Never. Come on. When, he tries to, when he tries to bring shame to you for your past, Tell him to go, you know, go stick his head in the, in the hole someplace because you don't, your past is gone. It's gone. It does not exist anymore. God doesn't remember it, but the devil does and he'll remind you of it and he'll make, he'll make sure you think that God remembers your past, but he doesn't because you're a believer. You'll stand at the judgment seat of Christ, but that's a good thing. But the thing that you'll answer for there is not, not your past. It doesn't exist in the Lord. It does not exist. Your, your neighbor may remind you. Your husband and your wife may remind you. <laughs> and you'll just have to say, well, that doesn't exist anymore. We're starting, starting over again today. Just make your life right. Live uprightly. It's not hard. It really is only hard because you want to do what you want to do when you want to do it, regardless of whether it's according to the Word of God or not. And that's the old nature, but we don't live out of that old nature anymore. So many of us talk about the old nature and how, how he's, he's, he's like the, the devil hanging around us. You don't have to live from your old nature anymore. Make up your mind that you are, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old thi- Listen, old things have passed away. Turn to your neighbor and say, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. If you have a bad history, change it. Quit living like that. Change the way you're living. Listen, we can all do that. We can all change how we live. Your husband may not be able to change you. Your wife may not be able to change you. But you make up your mind. You can change. And if you're having trouble changing, ask him for help. He's the one that puts the want to change in you. This is such a simple concept. It has to do with choosing, saying, yes, I believe your way is the right way, and that's how I choose to live. You see, if husbands and wives had just learned that, then there'd be no more marital conflict. You know the reason that most, you you know why most marriages fail? 
It's, yeah, who said that? Well, of course I knew you, you'd. Selfishness. I want what I want, and you're not giving it to me. I'm not getting what I expect. Well, quit expecting. You don't have to expect things. Just trust the Lord. He provides. He provides. I'm telling you, I, yes, I've, I've, I've been doing this for 45 years. I've been pastor for, pastoring in that role for 40 years. But I didn't choose that. He chose it, and I said yes. That was a simple decision. And I'm glad I did. But I'm still me. I'm still that same man that said yes in 1976. <laughs> Sounds funny, doesn't it? Sounds like the last century or something. 1976? Uh, well, yeah, my first, first car was a 1941 Chevy Coupe. I wish I had it today. That'd be, that'd be worth something. I gave $75 for it. <laughs> this is a life, it's a simple life. It's an easy life. It's not hard. Unless you want to do things that the, that, that the, that's against the upright way. That's the only thing that makes life hard. You don't have to have money to be happy in Jesus. You, 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 listen, He'll provide. Just live by the scripture. Go back to the word. He said, I'll provide all your need according to his riches and glory. He said, the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, you're trying to do it your way and it doesn't work. His way. Just read his story. You'll find out. When man does it God's way, man, man he, he accomplishes things that, well, are truly unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. And yeah, there are going to be temptations. You choose what you do with your temptation. We were watching uh, King David on television the other day. David has some choices to make. He's, he, he screwed a couple of them up pretty big. But he ultimately got it back again. See, that's, that's the good thing. Yeah, you'll make some mistakes. Right. Yeah, you're still in the flesh. Yeah, you still have desires. Yeah, you still want this and want that. Yeah, you, you, you really would rather have your own way than give in to your, your spouse's way. But I found out that one of the best things that you can learn is to give. So are you going to become a doormat no, you don't have to become a doormat. You just choose to give. Just choose to elevate the one that you're married to. You don't have to be the boss just because you're a guy. Listen, God has an order. And once you begin to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, if men would only do that, then the women would have no problem loving their husbands because a woman is made to love. And yeah, there's some crummy women out there. 
They're just broken. They're just lost. You know, this is, again, it's so simple. There's two classes of people in the world, broken and unbroken, lost and saved. We, you, you can do it any number of ways. But the, whole, the truth of the whole matter is you choose. You choose. You choose how you love your family. You choose what you spend your money on. You choose whether you let your desires rule you or you rule them. It's your choice. It's your choice. You make those choices every day. And when you have to have your own way, well, why do you expect your marriage to last if you're only about getting and never giving? The scriptures are very, very true. It says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Well, that goes, all, that goes against our grain, doesn't it? I'd rather receive. I don't know about you, but receiving is a lot more fun. Only when you don't know how much fun giving is. And when you give to please him rather than to please them, everything changes. Everything changes. There's a few of you who never knew Marilyn. I, I, if, if Becky was up here, she could talk about there were, there's, we didn't know Ed, her husband. They pastored in Lindale for 25 years. You think, is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Over 10 months ago, I, I got a text. Almost a year ago, I got a text from a woman up in Lindale, Texas. I had to find, I had to look on the map, see where that was. Found it was only a little over three hours. But, but here's the thing. I didn't know her. I didn't even know there was anybody like her. And as wonderful as Marilyn was, this is even better. And that's nothing against that's nothing against Caitlin's mom. Absolutely nothing against Caitlin's mom. I'm, I'm, I mean, she and I founded this church in 81 until she went to be with the Lord in 2017. No, 2018. Sometimes they all run together. Are you following what I'm saying? Becky and Ed... Pastor for 25 years, he went home to be with the Lord. Just went on home before us. That just left she and me three and a half hours apart, not knowing anything about it until the Lord did it. So there's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing too hard. He can do things that you won't believe. I still go, I don't believe this. Because we've had so much fun. Yeah, yeah, marriage can be fun. Some of you forgot that. Some of you forgot why you got married. Now you're just putting up with it. Quit putting up with it. Start enjoying what God's done for you. Start enjoying it.
in Genesis, the third chapter, in the beginning, we see a very sad thing take place. Genesis chapter 3, we read that man was cast out of the garden and lost the tree of life. The tree of life. You and I don't even have any idea what that's about. But that was about everything. Isn't it amazing how at the end of Revelation, Revelation chapter 22, the tree of life is restored to us. The tree of life, it was necessary then, it's necessary now. But, but because man lost it, and man's still living basically in sin, in rebellion against God. Just position yourself, position yourself so that when, when you finish this life, you'll be in a position to be, to be able to eat of that fruit. I don't know what it's like, but it's, it has to be pretty amazing. I, th I think it's amazing that these things come together like they do, Genesis to Revelation. But that's the Bible. This is the Word of God. This is, this is mankind responding to God, dealing with mankind. This is God loving man. This is God who created him. For his purposes. Working in your life. To cause you to understand some things about who you are. Because he's created you. Image and likeness of God. Means everything. You're not common. Listen. You're here today. Because God called you. You're, you're not born again because you went to Baptist church. Baptist church is filled with a lot of lost, unregenerated people. I, I grew up there, I know. How many of you started Baptist? Uh, you know, so you know what I'm talking about. It, it's so, so very important that we begin to understand that the Bible is our manual for living. This is his story. Don't just read it to learn about old people, old dead people. No, this is a living word designed for a living word, man or woman. This is for you. You'll find all kinds of wonderful, incredible things in here if you'll just read it. John chapter 1, verse 1. One of my favorite passages in all of the scripture. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And this Word created everything. Everything that's been created. The Word of God created. You know, that, that's revelation to Christians right now. Maybe not in here because you've been in here a while and, and, and you get some pretty good teaching here. Best we can give you anyway. But you learned something right there that, that it, was, it wasn't God that created everything. It was the Word of God. Who's the Word of God? He's the second person of the Godhead. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit's pretty mysterious. We don't know much about him. But we know that the, in the, the word has been here forever. But the word is for you. You've got to understand that. He is the living word, but he didn't have to come for, except for you. And when you begin to understand that he came for you, then maybe you'll help somebody else understand he came for them as well. But see, if, if you're just common, if you're just another person, another ant in the anthill, all you'll do is survive. Quit surviving and start living. Dear God, there's so much. There's so much life to be had. Nobody said it's always easy. But the more you learn to do it by his spirit, through his word, the easier everything becomes. It, it makes sense, too. There's so many confused people out there. Listen, you are the evangelist in this room. You. You don't have to have a lot of knowledge. All you've got to do is have a testimony. Is there anybody in here who does not have a testimony? Anybody in here who can't explain how you, how you ended up here? What God did in your life to... to, to, to <laughs> Somebody slipped their hand up. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> well, I can tell you, you're not here by accident. You're here because he brought you here. Then we find out about the word. All things were made through him. Nothing was made without him. In him was life. He is life. You don't have life. He is life. Uh, It'll dawn on you someday. The life was the light of men. This is John chapter 1. And the light shines in the darkness. The darkness doesn't comprehend it. I said that there was the broken and the unbroken, the lost and the saved. There's darkness and light. Everything, there's two sides. Good and bad. That's not too, so hard to believe, is it? I mean, that's, we all knew that. Too many of us are trying to straddle the middle. Or walk back and forth between them, you know, staggering like a drunk. But understand, the darkness will never understand the light. And when you walk in the light, you'll be the victor. You'll overcome darkness. You never have to be overcome by darkness. And so, and well, you know, I had a Christian friend who, who died early. Hey, again, what's, what's the big deal of that? This life is not everything. This life is so short. How long are you going to live? If you live the max, what are you going to live? A hundred years? That's not very much. Especially when you realize that the next age is a thousand years. And then the age after that is called forever. You see, it goes out to what, they, what the scripture when you study the words, it says the vanishing point. It, it, it extends to the place where you can't see it anymore. It's, it's, it's as if it's invisible. No, you just follow it out. It'll continue. But that will always be an infinite goal because God is infinite. This word is infinite. You can't, you, you can't outgive him. You can't outlive him. You can't, you can't, you can't out, you know, outsmart him. He is who he is. He's the creator. 
He created everything. He sent John the Baptist to tell everybody about him. He, he came to bear witness of the light, the scripture says in John chapter 1. That everybody, that you might believe. That we might believe. That's the most amazing thing about Christianity. The most amazing thing is that it's not based upon what you do. It's simply based upon you believing. And if you believe, it will change the way you act. It will change the way you think. If you believe, it will change the who you are into the who you can become, into the who you were designed to become. It explains the why of who you are. I know that kind of, sounds kind of strange, but it explains the why of who you are. It's not that hard. We are created in his image and likeness to fulfill his will. I don't, so many people are afraid of that, his will. They're afraid that God's going to make them a preacher. <laughs> well, first of all, that's not the worst thing in the world you can be. I'd much rather be a preacher than a drug dealer. You understand what I'm saying? What's wrong with being a preacher? But secondly, you don't have to be a preacher. All you have to do is just live the word. Just live the word. And you won't, when people will say, How, why are you the way you are? What do you mean? Why, why, why are you so blessed? Why, why are you so happy? Why, why don't you have problems like everybody else has problems? Well, you've got a ready answer. That doesn't mean you'll never have problems, but that means that you'll never have problems that you can't overcome because of who he is in you. You know, I, I'm, I, I promised that I would be very timely today. The Bible is the answer. The Bible is the living word. The Bible is God's manual for your life. It's his story of His why he made you, how he made you, what he wants you to do, not by detail, but by in generalities, he wants you to live out of his kingdom. He wants you to live forever with him. What's wrong with that picture? He wants you to live forever in his kingdom and not in the other one. He created you. He doesn't want to lose you to the darkness. And when you realize that, he, that he's called me into the light and he wants me to live in the light, then help somebody else find the light because the light's not private. It's your life. And you owe it to him to tell somebody else. You don't have to, you don't have to know chapter and verse. So many people are afraid to say anything because they don't know all the scriptures. You know, the, you know Jesus. Yes? No? What, what, what else do you ultimately need? All you do is tell people what he did for you. You don't have to, you don't have to be an expositor or scholar. You don't, have to, you don't have, any, have to do all that. You just tell people what he did for you. You just tell people what he did for you. This is a simple thing. The Bible is your foundation. It's the rock on which you stand. It is the word of God. He is the word of God. 
He is the Bible. The Bible is Jesus. You take Jesus out of the Bible, then you don't have his story, you have history. That's all, history. And you can get that anywhere. But when his story becomes your story, then everything begins to change. Everything begins to change. Andrew, am I leaving anything out? I mean, uh, uh, about basics, the scriptures. Well, that's what I said. That's why I fought with this all, all week long. And I have four pages of notes and haven't used hardly any of them. Proverbs 13, 13 says, He who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will find life. Listen, it doesn't mean hate the Bible. It means hold it as insignificant. If you hold this as insignificant, then don't ask, why is all this happening to me? That's not that hard, is it? It's simple. Turn to your neighbor that said, this is simple. The living word. The living word. What was that? What did I miss? He said it's simple. <laughs> Jesus made it simple. <laughs> I can laugh with you. Okay, um, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to quit. I don't know how long I've been doing this, but it's been long enough. I just want to make sure I covered everything. I want, to, I want you to know that this is not just a book. It's the book. This is your life. And if you hold it as insignificant, you're holding your own life as insignificant. Maybe that's the problem that some of you are having. Maybe that's the problem that some of you are having. Where's Colin? Pastor, I'd like to, I'd like to add on to something you just said. Fire away, brother. You said God made it easy. Jesus made it easy. Jesus was the word made flesh. And he made it easy for everyone. And he said, greater is he, greater is he that lives in me than him that dwells Well said. Well said. Thank you. Greater is he who lives in you than he that lives in the world. That doesn't mean just the devil. That means the person that lives in the world. I mean, yes, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. That makes sense? Simple. <laughs> Truly is. You boil it all down, it's simple. Am I forgetting anything, Becky? Colin's going to pl play, I'll pray. How's that? I had, I had an organized message, but my, my organized messages never seem to work. Hit it. <laughs> Any blessing? Would you bow your head, please? Heavenly Father, I, I, I stumble through this this morning, Lord. But your word is truth. 
and your, and your life is immeasurable, your life in us. And so I just ask you to open the hearts of every one of these believers, Lord. Each of these precious, precious image and likeness creations that you've created. Lord, there's not a common one in here unless they see themselves as common and not of you. When we begin to identify with you, Lord, everything changes. Everything changes. So let our identity always be found in you and not in this world. Let us be found in you. I ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we honor the man who brought the word today? Come on. Well, listen, guys, this has not been easy, but it has been fun. And the reason we're doing all this is because, like we, uh, I noted, we're starting a series on finding, knowing, understanding our identity. And recently, we have come to the conclusion that our vision is to bring heaven to earth on earth as it in Beaumont as it is in heaven but that can be a little bit of a tricky thing to understand where do you start how do I manifest heaven around me well I'm so glad that you guys asked many of you have already signed up for our house groups that are kicking off this week we're extending the deadline through today so if you didn't get a chance to sign up for house groups this is going to be a place where you can actually practically learn sit down and have a conversation with Pastor Cameron and Pastor Becky. The Knifers will be leading a group. Myself and the Pinedas will also be leading a group. There's four different groups that are going to be taking place on Wednesdays throughout the city and surrounding area. So if you didn't get a chance to sign up for these house groups, this is the place where we learn the do. Telling your story. Where do I start? This is the place where we, we can link up together, pray together, conversate together, laugh together, cry together, you know, all, all the different things and, and learn and grow together. Why? On earth, on, in Beaumont as it is in heaven. Because the reality of this is that we, we, uh, we talk a lot about our mission. Every Sunday, we finish with love God, love people, lead well. That is our mission. That's what we're doing. That's how we're accomplishing bringing heaven to Beaumont. And so I really encourage you guys, if you didn't get a chance to sign up for our house groups, um, like I said, we're extending the deadline through today. So make sure you come and talk to somebody about that because you could actually get a chance to be in one of our house groups. But if you don't sign up, you'll never know. Where do you sign up? You'll sign up with one of us. We'll uh, make sure we get you connected. There is um, online groups I could tell you, but it's just easier if you come and talk to us. Yes, sir. On Wednesdays from 7 to 8.30. So we're going to have, they're going to be different groups. There's four different groups. So uh, one will meet here with Dad and Becky. I believe you guys are doing yours here. Uh, the, the Nifords, yeah, starting out that way, the Nifords, you guys are doing it at your house. The Pineda's at their house. And then uh, Caitlin and I are getting ready to move to Sour Lake. So we'll have ours at our house when we move. For this week, yeah, I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Well, God bless you guys. Let's go do it. Let's go love God, love people, lead well. You guys are dismissed. We love you. God bless you. Hope you have a great week, and I hope to see you at one of the house groups. These are going to be amazing. God bless you guys.